The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about the mistakes you're making with your email marketing automation strategy. Now, before we get into this episode, we would love to have you come and join us in our free Facebook group community. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community, and it's an amazing place where thousands of small business owners just like you and us talk about their email marketing and the related stuff every single day. And it's a really great place to ask questions, get clarification, and kind of chat about how you're going to use some of the stuff that we're talking about in this episode. So if you want to join the group, it's totally free. Just go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community. Click the join button. We'll get you approved and you'll be part of the community. He's got little itty bitty secret cameras fitted all over his house. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he gets di- asked for directions everywhere he goes. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. you got a panic room then what's happening uh so since we got alfie the dog um we've set these little cameras up downstairs so that when we're out of the house we can like tune in and keep an eye on him and actually while i'm upstairs doing this uh he's currently downstairs and actually as as we started recording this episode he's come out of his little craze as the door's open he's wandered around the living room a couple of times and he's jumped up on the sofa where he's not supposed to be so right now i'm looking at him as i'm talking to you on my ipad sitting on the sofa I thought you were going to see something about the doors good. He has got very good taste. So it's annoying when you get asked for directions and you don't know the first thing about where you are, do you? You want to say turn left, turn left, turn left, turn left again and then ask somebody else who knows? Uh, I mean, I mean, you'll notice that uh, we were in Vegas. We were walking down the hallway in one of the hotels on our first night. And I don't look like I'm from Vegas uh, very much. Like, I don't, I think I look particularly British the way that I dress, actually. And so this guy was like, hey, do you, like, in an American accent, do you know where the something, 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 I don't know what he's asking for now, is? And I was like, no, mate, I haven't got a clue. I was in London with my friend Adam from the States. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we're standing outside. We just come outside of, uh, we come out of uh, seeing Matilda the musical. I'm standing there looking for directions to where we need to go back to our hotel. And uh, some guy comes over and is like, hey, do you know how to get it i'm like what this happened to us six times in the three days that we were in london it turns out i must look like i know directions truth is i've just got the same phone in my pocket that you've got in your pocket you should bloody use it yeah mind boggles that's that's it i'm not mr directions anyway hello we're a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators coaches and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology driven email marketing to be the email marketing hero of your business that means you make more sales more predictably in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing wednesday you're not, you're not, you're not Mr. Direction. But if you identified as a woman, you could be Miss Direction. Yeah, but I don't. No, but if you, maybe you should just so that we can do oh, that. All right, just so we can do that joke. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to just change my my pronouns just for the shits. I've done weirder things just for the shits and giggles, to be honest. So that's yeah, true. All right, I'm done with it. I don't, I don't give a shit. Um, If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. And also, while you're in there, we would love, 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 love you to leave us a review of the podcast on your podcast player. Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever the heck they're calling it this week. Leave your uh, review there. 
and we'll read it out on an upcoming episode of the show. So we want to talk to you about your email marketing automation strategy uh, to make sure you've, you're not sort of making some common mistakes uh, because one of the things we do inside of the league is we, uh, we show people how to make their automation strategy really simple using something that we call the email engine. The first mistake that we see people who are doing email marketing, they've got an email list, they're emailing people, is they're actually only doing live emails they're actually not doing email automation and and yes you might some people say to us oh, i am doing email automation when somebody opts into my email list they get a thanks for opting in email or here's my lead magnet email or even like a welcome sequence email a uh, bunch of emails that's great but actually 80 percent plus of the sales across our entire business are made from our automations only 20 percent of them are picked up by the air, by those um, by those live broadcasts, by those live emails that we send once people have come out the end of this email engine sequence of email automations. So, if you don't have a bunch of emails that are automatically going out to present your core offer, what we call your Rome offer, the thing that all lead, all roads lead to, then you are leaving significant money on the table. All right, and if you don't know how to do that. Then, um, then definitely come and check out the league uh, over at uh, theleaguemembership.com. All of you league members, you know exactly what we're talking about. We talk about this email engine. So the first mistake is not truly having a brilliant email automation engine and only doing live emails to make sales. So if you're only doing live launches, you're probably only doing live, live emails. You want to make sure that you have a bunch of automations first uh, for building context, to making sure that people understand and introducing your product or service so they know what it is and making the best possible offer to every single new person who comes into your emails, into your email system. So first thing you need to make sure is you're actually doing really good email automation. The next thing that you need to do is to make sure that before you take an email and automate it, you do want to test it live. So this might sound contradictory and it's not intended to, but the goal here is to get a fine balance between email automations that turn new subscribers into customers fast and customers into repeat customers fast. But then you want to make sure that you also, and also those automations fit out in other places too, like winning back old clients and members, uh, selling to existing clients and members, that kind of cool stuff that we can talk about. But um, before, and then you want to have the balance of that stuff and live broadcast emails. But before you take an automation and stick it in your engine so that every single new subscriber in the world is going to go through it, you want to make sure that it actually damn well works. You want to make sure that campaign works. Not all campaigns, not all implementations of all campaigns are going to work for all businesses every time. And so it is important that you actually try each of the campaigns we give you. Like inside the league, there's like more than 34 campaigns right now. You want to make sure that you can take those campaigns and run them and make sure that your implementation of them works to your audience, with your offer, with your setup, with everything. Thing. And then once you've proven it live, then you can take it and take it and automate it and put it inside of your email engine. And again, sometimes people will leap to the idea. They'll hear this, hear us preach about email automation. They'll leap to the idea of creating a, a campaign and putting it together. And then later, only when it's too late, find out that actually it doesn't quite convert the way they intended. And, and this and sort of like talking about leaping people, people leaping things. A lot of people, when they're putting a bunch of automations together, they'll have like a, a sequence of emails, like one campaign sequence of emails, whatever you want to call them, sequence, campaign, bunch of emails that are all talking about one product. They'll have it all about one product. And then the next campaign, the next series of emails is about a different product. And then another series of emails talking about a different product. And the truth is, that is the least efficient way of using email automation. 
it's the least efficient way. It's easy to see. I can see it. I've done this myself years and years and years ago before I really understood really good email marketing, started getting great results from it using this engine approach that we're sharing with you today. The difference here is you can have a sequence, a series, multiple campaigns talking about the same product, right? Somebody could join your email list and the first bunch of emails could be what we call an overture sequence, which just introduces your core product. After that, if they didn't buy from just being introduced to your product and being sent to the sales page, you could make a different offer for the same product. Jumping from product to product creates confusion, creates overwhelm, makes people not know what to do, but also doesn't give you the best chance of presenting your product from the right angle that that person needs to hear it from before they can buy. So it might be that they need to actually see a bit of a training video that explains a point first and then sees the offer. It might be that they have to go and register for a webinar and have a a bit of live training and then they'll buy the offer. So having a whole webinar sequence after your overture is another campaign, is another automation, if you want to do an automated webinar, but it's offering the same product off the back. So don't be jumping product to product. Make sure you're presenting lots of different offers for your same one product. Hey, today you can buy it monthly, um, and then you might have a bunch of emails that say it, that talk about the monthly offer. Then you might have a bunch of emails that talk about, hey, come and register for a webinar. Then you might have a bunch of emails who talk about, hey, go watch this video. Different campaigns, all presenting and talking about the same product, but from different angles, in different ways, using different media, using different offers. Hey, take a $1 trial. Hey, you get this thing for free when you join. Different ways of getting people into that one product instead of jumping product to product to product and confusing yourself, feeling like you've got to create lots of products for yourself. Actually, what you want is everybody to be in this one product, don't you? Your core Rome product. Another thing that we see a lot is that people build stuff in a very complicated spaghetti junction kind of way inside of their automation builder. And this is through a combination of both designing the automations that way, sort of on pen and paper and saying, well, if they click on that, then put them here. And if they don't click on that, then throw them over there. And if they click on that, then do this and do that. And do- but if they don't click on that, then make sure you put them there, unless it's a Tuesday, in which case you want to send them in this direction. And then I build- mean, I'm confused just listening to it. And then building that out in real life as opposed to on a piece of paper, makes it even more complicated because in reality, quite often, you'll miss the fact there's a tag thing there or a decision diamond there or something's happened. And I think one of the things, and this is partly brought on by other people who've taught email automation in the past, there are some very complicated ways of doing all of this. We, for the most part, keep everything very linear and very straightforward. Somebody joins our list, they go through the first campaign, which we're going to mention in a second, and then they go through some a bunch of sales campaigns. And if it's it's only really if they buy a product that we would pull them out of that, obviously, and, and move them on because uh, you don't want to keep emailing about the same thing obviously you know that um we don't that, that would really be one of the only exceptions there might be a little bit of segmentation here or there if they click on a link but again it's it's going to be like just run them down this route or this route it's not going to be going round and back and forth and jump them back to the beginning and we keep everything very very simple because that way again it helps avoid this complicated mess of figuring out well why did that person get 92 emails in a day and you know what why did that person <laughs> not get that email when they should have done it helps you to try troubleshoot those problems much more simply if everything goes forward from uh, in, in a very linear fashion yeah it's literally one campaign at the end of that one start the next campaign and then that one runs and at the end of that campaign start the next one it's one thing 
than the next. Imagine it like a bunch of train cars or a train carriages is the way we think of it. We think of the whole thing as like a train. There's, a, there's one train car, one train carriage, and that's great. And then there's another one. Right, and then there's another one, and they come one after the other. They're not side by side; they're they're linked together. And speaking of this sort of train carriages approach, one of the things that we see people do is say, "I'm busy building it," and we say, "What do you mean? I'm busy building my email automation thing." We go, "Great." Are people going through it? And they're like, "No," because I'm busy building it. And the longer you spend building it, and people are not going through it, the less the less money you're making, the more time it's taking you to get a return to make those sales. And the longer people are sitting to one side, not getting the benefit of going through this system. So what a, dis, a huge disadvantage of a lot of ways that people set up email automations is this sort of spaghetti junction way that Rob was just talking about. And it means you can't put people through until it's sort of finished. The problem is it should never be finished. So we completely tore up the rule book on how you actually design email automations. And by making it modular, by making it one after another, what you can do is let people, if you've only got one automation, right? Let's say you've only got one automation set up. Great. Put people into it. Because at the end, they'll just go out into your into your broadcast, into your live emails. That's fine. And in the background, when people are going through that, in the background, you can be working on your next automation. And when it's ready, whenever that happens to be, it might be next week, it might be the week after, it might be five or six or eight weeks time. That's fine. Everyone's working at their own pace. We've got some members of the league who are delighted to launch three new campaigns in their email automation engine each year. And that's it. And they're delighted because that's really, because we know that they make sales. We know the impact that they make. They make many times their investment in the league back and grow their businesses exponentially from just those campaigns. That's great for those people. Some people are running a new one every single week. The really important thing here is once that new one is ready, that is when you add it to your email engine and people can go through it if they haven't bought the thing yet. That's great. And then in the background, once you've got two, you, can, you might be working on the next one for a few weeks or take some time off. And whenever you decide to add a new one in, you add it in then. But the point is, you should be getting the benefits of the email automations now, as soon as they're ready for each individual one, not when the whole system's ready. Because the system is never ready. As we're going to talk about a little bit later in this episode, it's never finished. Yeah. The next mistake we see is not bridging from lead magnet to ongoing email sequences. One of the things that we see is people will go ahead and they'll they'll get people to join their email list and then they'll immediately just start sending them emails either live or automated. And one of the things that it's really important to do is to create a bridge, a kind of connection that takes somebody from the lead magnet and starts telling them what to expect and why they're going to suddenly hear from you by email and why that's a good thing. The way that we do that is using our getting to know you campaign. That's our take on the welcome campaign uh, or the indoctrination campaign as some people call it which sounds a bit brainwashy for my liking yeah, but basically nice. what we do is we get people to put their name and email address in uh, for whatever it is whether it's joining our Facebook group or whether it's getting a lead magnet or just getting our newsletter or whatever and then we immediately email them and the first of those four emails in the getting to know you campaign basically says hey listen here's what's going to happen now you're going to hear from us every day unless you decide to unsubscribe and if you want to do that just scroll down and click the unsubscribe link that's fine uh, and then here's why that's good for you and then we build our kind of um, authority and credibility in their mind we tell them why our approach to email is different we kind of build up their anticipation and expectation of what is to come and what that means is that our engagement on the getting to know you sequence is very high first of all uh, because it comes from a place of ex- explanation and context building but also that then has the knock-on effect of making the automation 
uh, engagement very high as well because people are expecting it. They, they're excited by it. They know what is coming or they know roughly what's coming and they're excited to see the detail of that. And so again, not bridging in that way means that you get lower engagement, you get higher unsubscribes, you get a big bunch of like spam complaints and people not really sure what's going on. People replying saying, why, who are you and why are you, why are you in my inbox? And so yeah. that's a, a dodgy place. So you want to make sure you have something really clever to bridge to that from that lead magnet to those email campaigns. I mean, it's really important that we not, none of us ever consider this thing finished. As I was mentioning before, like, it's never finished. We want to make sure at any point we can add stuff in. So this year, we're definitely going to be adding new stuff into our email automation engine. Absolutely 100%. We're going to take the stuff that works really well when we run it live, and we're going to automate it. We're going to put it in so everybody who joins our list gets to see that because... Hell, it converted really well when you run it live. Why would it not convert really well when we automate it? It also means that if something's not working, you can take it out. So the number of train carriages, as we like to think of it, uh, the, the number of campaigns and automations you've got in there can go, can be lower, can be fewer. You can take stuff out. You can just uncouple it from the, to the, train, the train carriage, the train car either side and shrink the train down. That's fine. We had a, a situation last year at some point where we did a live webinar. It, it went really, really well. People loved it. The conversions off the back of it, we loved it. It was great. We automated the webinar. And initially, we put it into our email engine. We uncoupled the two, two of the campaigns, stuck the, email, the automated webinar in, spent loads of time automating this, this, um, this webinar. And I mean a lot of time. It was very involved. Stuck it in, set it live. And for the first couple of weeks, it went great. Week three, not so great. Week four, pretty terrible. Week five, no sales. It sucked. So it didn't take us very long until we went in and said, look, that's just not working. We don't know why. It's also killing our conversions on the next campaign that's, that was, was already doing pretty well. Let's take this thing out. There's something about it that's just not working. So we just unhooked it from the campaigns either side, shrunk the train down, and that was fine. So you can be adding and removing campaigns depending on what you're doing, depending on what you don't want to be doing, depending on what's working and what is not working. You also don't need to do all of this at once and like rush through it and just get the best, sorry, the, the sort of the worst job of it you can done quickly. Like that's not what anybody <laughs> wants. You want to just right. take your time and feel it one piece at a time. We've been building our email engine for this particular business for um, three years now. Maybe four, you know. Yeah, three and a bit years. And it's still not finished. Like we're just adding new stuff every now and then. We'll just think of a new idea. We'll run the campaign live because like we said before, you want to prove it and test it and stuff first live. And then if it works, then we'll take it and we'll automate it but again it's very slow i mean generally speaking we've probably only added a campaign or two to this a year maybe maybe maybe, maybe three or four in the first year but that's still only one a yes. quarter and then after that we sort of just take one out every now and then add a new one every now and then and what's really good about that is yes we might you might start off by doing a few you know you might do three or four in the first quarter but then you might not do anything for the next six or 12 months because that campaign, you haven't spent that campaign. It's not an email you sent. It's not a postcard you flung into the world and now it's done. It's serving you. It's an asset you created once and now it's serving you for every single new subscriber. That work you did a year ago, two years ago, for us three and a half, nearly four years ago, the work that we did on those campaigns is making us sales every single day right now. And that's a beautiful thing. That is an asset. That's an investment we made and we are getting a return on it still to this day. And that's the beauty of email marketing. Like you can't get with anything else, isn't it? That's what makes it so exciting. That's why you get so passionate about it. Another thing you want to make sure you do though is make sure you go back and check and regularly review 
the click-through rates and the sales from each individual email, not just the campaigns. It's easy to see, oh, well, my Overture campaign is making this amount of money. My webinar campaign sucked. We're going to dump that. But within a particular campaign, you might go into your, we have a campaign that we teach in the league called The Golden Cloak. It is the highest performing campaign in our entire business. It makes us more sales than anything else in our business put together. It's incredible, right? We went into one of our campaigns. I don't remember which campaign it was. It might be in The Golden Cloak. Do you remember which one it was? No, I can't remember. No. So it was in one of our campaigns, and we were looking at, okay, let's say, for example, the Golden Cloak was our highest performing campaign. Great. We went in and then looked at the individual emails, and this is the critical bit. Because remember, a campaign is made up of multiple emails. It could be six emails. It could be 20 emails in a single campaign. We went in, and we saw this one email is just not getting many clicks. Like, almost nobody is clicking on the link in that email. Why is that? So we looked inside the email and the tech was working. The link was actually put in. So we were thinking maybe we just forgot to put the link in or we we screwed up the link. Wasn't the case. We're like, well, the open rate, although kind of inaccurate in a way, was still worth looking at. It wasn't very good. We were like, compare the rest of the emails on this. This is a poor open rate. Let's switch out the subject line and just see what happens. And we changed the subject line for a totally different vibe, a totally different feel, a totally different angle to what that subject line was. And then the, a month later, we had a look at that email again. Boom. It's getting clicks. It's getting opens. It's making sales. So we want to make sure we don't have um, like a, an, an ugly email, basically, that's damaging the rest or damaging our results or just not giving us that extra boost that it should be giving us. It's important to realize the balance between the fact that your email automations are set and forget. And that's a lovely thing. You build them, you set them up, you let them running. You can kind of forget about them from a point of view of sending emails and set and forget is a lovely cliche, but you can't actually completely forget about them. Um, you'll be reminded by them every day when sales appear in your uh, Stripe notifications or PayPal notifications or whatever. But yeah. um, it is important that you don't just forget about them and you, you do keep an eye on them because, you know, just stuff shifts over time. Trends change. Sometimes you might say something in an email that actually doesn't make sense anymore. So you do want to make sure that just, you know, once a month, go back, look over all the numbers in your business, figure out what's going on. And one of those numbers should be, let's take a little look at the reporting on each campaign and say, are people still engaging with this? Is this about a bit outdated now, either because the world has moved on or because our philosophies have moved on? Just keep an eye on that stuff. Um, and then that way, that helps you to, to keep things running really smoothly. So there's a bunch of mistakes that you're making with your email marketing automation strategy. Make sure you use this like a checklist. Go make sure. What are these things am I doing? Am I setting and forgetting rather than setting, reaping the rewards of, and then monitoring? Have you Are you waiting to put people through your automations rather than just getting them going and making them modular? There's a whole bunch of things to go and check in this episode. If you are not already a member of the league, I know many of you are. Um, so if you're a member of the league already, you've got loads of campaigns and loads of information about the, getting the reporting working uh, on these things what's 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 converting using um um, original source and stuff like that which you've got access to tools and stuff inside of the league if you're not already a member and you want the campaigns and you want the tools and the training to do all of this stuff faster and use the campaigns which are already proven to convert go check out theleaguemembership.com theleaguemembership.com check out all the details and then come and join this amazing community but first Let's get this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. What have you got for us, Robert? So this one's going to be tricky to explain. It's we make 
um, and then it's like a dollar sign and then uh, six asterisks with a comma in them. So it looks a bit like $100,000, but asterisked out or $200,000, okay. but asterisked out from email marketing. One of the things we realized is that we, and this was actually just one of our highest converting individual broadcast emails ever, by the way. Um, yeah. So there's something about this that really works. Um, we very rarely, if ever, really talk very openly and very extensively about the numbers. And it's not because we don't want to tell people or because we're not transparent about it. In fact, the opposite is true. We're overly transparent about the numbers in our business and stuff. But we just tend to some, sometimes think it can be a little bit um, brash to really like sort yeah, of brag. Yeah, a little bit gross, can't it? Yeah, brag yeah. and show off a little bit kind of what people talk about as bro marketing. And some one of the elements of it that we're not really a big fan of. Um, but... Uh, we just thought, well, let's give it a go. You know, people sometimes don't realize just the impact that email can have in their business. Let's just show them. And so we just mm. revealed the numbers uh, about how much money we make from email marketing every year, uh, sent it out, blanked it out in the subject line so people know exactly what's in the email, but it doesn't answer the question without them looking at the email. They have to open the email to find out the actual number, if we're even going to reveal it at all, which we did. But, you know, as far as they're concerned, it could even just be clickbait. So they want to go in and find out, Do it, are they actually going to tell me uh, or is this going to be some clickbaity thing? And as we did tell them, uh, they'll get to find out the actual number as well, which is interesting. It gives people that behind the scenes peek. And to go to actually apply this, you could do this by blanking out anything. An amount, especially when it's got a dollar sign at the beginning, really is, is a good thing. So it could be do with how much people saved. It could be a word you blank out. Using the uh, the asterisk will, will really help to sort of show, ooh, we're sort of protecting this number. That's what that's what sort of appears when you're typing a, a password or something like that, rather than using a blank. So uh, that's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. If you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player because we're back next week with a brand new episode of the Email Marketing Show because that will be Email Marketing Wednesday obviously hit subscribe we'll see you next week